Hey everybody, this is Jake. Um, I'm with Adam as well, and then also Rob, aka Vintage Waves PGH. We're gonna start off with a quick one minute AMRAP with Rob. So I have the questions, and Adam has the timer. And when I start asking that first question, Adam's gonna start the timer. Let's go. Let's go. All right. You're ready. Three, two, one. <laughs> one barbell for the one. Right. Damn that. it. There goes You're 10 wasting seconds. my time. All right, wait. I'm restarting it. Pause. I wrote this stuff down on the in the worst handwriting right before we did it. It's all good. It's go all good. All right. all right. When you start again, I'm starting. All right. One barbell for life. What are you going with? Uh, late 60s, York split sleeve, transitional. Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist? Marketplace in my area. Greatest Mr. Olympia of all time? Uh, Ronnie Coleman. Grip training or strength training? Grip. Your best vintage equipment purchase? Oh, uh, first set of York deep dish. Favorite interview you've done? Oh, that's tough. Uh, favorite interview? I gotta go with CT. Favorite home gym com booth from last year? Ooh, that's tough too. There's a lot of them. Oh gosh, how do I pick one? Um, you know what? Low key. So I'm going with bench blocks. Okay. Who are you most excited to see in 2024 at home gym con? Oh, that's easy. Criterion arm bars. Bruce Pearson. Favorite modern strength equipment? That's it. <laughs> nice. Okay. How, did, how, did, how do you think you did? Oh, those were some tough ones. Those were some thinkers. There were, I think, three of them that really, I don't even know if I'm happy with my answer. <laughs> it was just like, pick your favorite child type questions where I'm like, I love them all. <laughs> I know. I know. I put you in tough, like, I can't imagine someone tell, asking me my favorite interview. Yeah. I feel like I would leave I'd, I'd leave everybody off. Somewhere Matt Wenning is like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt Matt Wenning gives a crap. <laughs> but the image of him telling me <laughs> for not picking him is kind of funny. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's move on to the podcast. The rest of the episode. Well, welcome back to the Garage Gym Experiment Podcast. Just like Jake said, I'm Adam. He's Jake, and we have Rob with us tonight. We're going to go over some new products from Rep and Micro Gains with a uh, product update from Fringe Sport. We have some survey results. Those will be pretty quick. Uh, co um, comparing, contrasting home gym versus commercial gym. And then we want to get into the Sunday conversation, which is uh, what is your first major purchase for your gym after a barbell bench, rack, plates, and dumbbells? Uh, we'll wrap it up with the chat with Rob, and that'll be it for tonight. So let's jump in. Thanks for going through that quick. That min The one-minute AMRAP was three minutes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so let let's talk about some new products. Um, so number one is actually uh, – let me, let me just tell us a quick story real quick. So one day – I was on the internet going through discord and I stumbled across a picture of myself. Um, 
looking like a jackass. Um, so basically somebody took a picture, a screenshot of me um, using the mammoth belt squat. And I was loading it from the back, from the ground. It, it was kind of uncomfortable, but I still really kind of, I liked it. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think too much of it. Um, but basically this guy says, apparently this is how you load a belt squat. And I was being made fun of because I was loading it from the ground. And then you got to like shimmy the weight belt up to get it in place. So it's really hard to actually put a lot of heavy weight on it. Um, so that was really the biggest flaw with the mammoth belt squat. Um, basically, I actually responded and was like, what the heck, guys? Why not just respond on the Instagram post? Um, but that's that's another story. Uh, they were right. Um, as, as far as like it needed a kickstand because there were other plate load or there were other rack attached uh, belt squats that had one that you could like find on Amazon. Um, but anyways, that gets us to our new feature from Fringe Sport on the Mammoth belt squat. It now includes a kickstand. So that's it. There's a story. That's the update. Um, I like, I like it. Mammoth yeah. belt squat. Um, you inspired then, change, Jake. And this, <laughs> your struggle I am, inspired I change. They were working on it before that. Actually, I know they were because I, I talked to Kyle about it. But, but still, but yeah, I refuse to believe I, it. And I doubt they saw that on the Discord. They're like, oh, yeah, true. Which which Discord did you make? Where'd you home find gym. it? It's the Home Gym Discord. Gotcha. It was just the screenshot. It's like. So I did a video on Instagram of me using the belt squat. They took a screenshot yeah. and uh, like just posted it. Like, <laughs> a jerk, Steve. Which is like kind of like a, another topic that we should have like a round table about with like other people. Like, is, is this cool or is this like it's not cool? I'll I don't know. It's not yeah. cool. That's High not... school. Bullying. <laughs> this is cyber bullying. It's all right. But I don't know I'm, that individual. So maybe maybe he's uh, I mean, your, your biggest were, fan. They were right. It needed a kickstand. That's the that is the uh really the point I was trying to make. But anyways, let's go on to Ooh, these pretty plates from Rep. This is the USA made equalizers. Like I said, from Rep Fitness, they have that e coat finish like a lot of um plates have, like your strength coat plates, and I believe um a couple others like Rogue has some eco finishes as well as Bells of Steel. Um, smooth outer rim with beveled ev edges for a comfortable grip. Six precision cut symmetrical grip holes, 2% weight tolerances. Um, a little pricey uh, if you compare them to like your standard plates, but then again, they are USA made. Uh, they are equalizers as well. 282 per pound, uh, and that is with a 425 pound set. Man, very aesthetic looking. They I are like nice. these. Rob, what do you what do you think of these? Uh, you misspelled weight. So, two <laughs> percent <laughs> tolerance, man. On a forty-five, that's that could be close to a pound. So uh, that's a little plug for the product that you're gonna <laughs> talk about in a minute. What I think of these is that I think it's the design looks kind of interesting. I'm not a fan of sharp edges when I grip a plate, so I'm curious um, because I don't remember handling equalizers at home gym con so adam and jake i mean when you pick it up does that grip like dig into your palm at all because it looks kind of talking about sharp. in the equalizer yeah yeah 
So the it outer looks, rim's beveled, but yeah, the equalizer looks like it could be sharp. I did see these in person at mm-hmm. Arnold as well as Home Gym Con. I didn't pick them up and, uh, and handle them, though. Because one of the most underrated things about plates, weight plates, in my opinion, is just how they feel in the hand. That if you step back and you really think about it, I mean, you pay attention to accuracy, maybe, and you pay attention to uh, just the look of them and the quality of them. But how they feel in your hand should matter. You're going to pick these things up and put them down how many thousands of times. So if it doesn't feel comfortable when you pick it up, then that kind of sucks. I, I, I can't imagine that rep didn't take that into consideration. I, I like, I just yeah. don't think rep would release anything like that. If it yeah. was. So that's yeah. my one curiosity. So yeah. Yeah. at a uh, home gym con, I'm going to pick some of them up and see how they feel. Yeah. Uh, Jake, are these designs two sided? Or are they flat on the back with the, the hmm. holes cut out? Good question. I believe they're two-sided. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess that as well. Know. That's a Like great... I said, I saw them on their, their rig they, they put up with all their new weights on there. They had their calibrated ones as well, but I didn't take them off and handle them. So. I mean, I hmm. have I have their, their regular equalizers and their Yeah, the I remember those. Ones. Their rubber-coated ones. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine nice. these are the same. Yeah. What do you guys think about uh you know just the USA made push from rep? Oh, I'm digging it. Especially yeah. with like their belt fed stuff and yeah. yeah, it's just cool what they're doing. Yeah, I hope they can they can keep helping out like some other made in America companies. Yeah, it's it's definitely cool. Um and I I I think these are maybe the best looking iron plates. Like with the traditional black eco. I think you can make a strong argument there. Yeah. I like that they're lettered and numbered all the way down. Um, the, Even I'm that always, skinny spoke. That's, I'm I mean, always that's a interesting. fan of that. Uh, the skinny spoke is kind of uh, interesting that it's not... Um, it's almost reminiscent of like the deep dish Marcy, like I call them the whiskers on there, that it's not the equal quadrants. You've got the top and the the bottom, if you will, are a little bigger. So yeah, I don't. I'm, I I'm sitting here staring at them. I gotta like kind of soak them in a little. So yeah, it's there's a lot that I like about them, but I think I, I need to see them in person to really get my final opinion. Regardless, they're they're pretty nice. Uh, all right, let's go on to uh, this next product, Vintage Gains from Micro Gains. So these are laser cut steel weights with magnets to calibrate your weight plates. These were launched in collaboration with Rob, uh, AKA Vintage Weights PGH. So each of these, each set contains a four uh, 0.25 pound and two uh, half pound vintage gains magnetic weights. So you put them on your weights to help even out the weight. Um, so you can apply these to, you know, maybe, maybe I just let Rob explain. Rob, how about you just explain? <laughs> And instead of instead um, of me just reading off this uh, product description. Yeah, it's all good. Simply put, very few weight plates are actually accurate to what they say they are. Uh, unless you have calibrated plates, uh, very few iron weight plates are that accurate. And that got me thinking, and I came up with these, and I went to Mike, and you know I can expound on that later. But basically, you weigh your weights, and you'll find... Uh, what you need, and then you pick up for about 40 bucks a kit 
of vintage gains and you calibrate your own weights at home. So if you just look at how much calibrated weights cost, you can save a lot of money by, you know, calibrating your own weights. And you can also um, just have a little bit of integrity with what you're lifting that even though we're a lot of us are in home gyms, um, you know, it, it means something to me when I hit a PR. And when I found out that maybe I wasn't actually lifting what I thought I was lifting, that meant something to me. So um, I'm not setting any world records personally, but I wanted to know that I was actually lifting what I thought I was lifting. And when did you think? Yeah, of and this? I know you. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And when did you think of this, Rob? Uh, well, first I started tinkering around with, uh, micro gains and I bought some magnets because what I had started to do probably two, yeah, two and a half years ago or so about two years ago. Um, I, well, I bought some micro gains. Yeah. Right around this time, two years ago. And it, for my purposes, not just adding on, you know, Mike's whole, like marketing campaign is to break you know, plateaus and, to, you know, even one pound matters. And I agree with that, but I was using them too, because I would weigh my weights. And if I had one that was 43 and one that was 45, it was cool to just throw on two pounds on the, the lighter side. Or if I had a weight that was 46 pounds and one that was 45, I'd throw two of my micro gains on and even it out because I, I didn't want to have a lopsided feeling lift with, one side being a couple pounds heavier than the other. Um, but then that became cumbersome. I mean, it was just kind of, I, I developed this whole system of like with a Sharpie, a metallic Sharpie on the back of my plates, I would put what they really were. And then I'd know how many micro gains to put on, but that got annoying. So then I thought, well, how can I just like attach them on? Like, how can I just like attach two micro gains or whatever it takes? And I got some, you know, some of those rare earth magnets um, and that kind of worked, but it became obvious after, I don't know, not even a couple sessions of training with them that not only did they not fit a lot of plates, like kind of the, the circular shape, but they also just fell off all the time. Um, so that really was annoying. So then, uh, I started thinking about the shape and I started thinking about how to better attach them and yeah. I gave Mike a call and then he put me off for like a year. <laughs> so, but he came back, you know, that was my next question. How long did it all take? Uh, so I gave Mike a call, uh, probably about a, I don't know, 18 months ago at this point, probably, I don't know. And, uh, yeah, about a year and a half ago. And I, spoke with him and, you know, all jokes aside, he was really gracious. He said, yeah, sure. I'll hear your idea. And I'd never given a pitch for anything. You know, I, I watched shark tank a couple of times. That's about it. So I, I looked into it, you know, how should I really present this? And on a, like a Saturday morning, we hopped on a video chat together, even though he's in Pennsylvania, he's a couple hours from me. So we just hopped on a zoom because I told him, Hey, I want to like show you my concept. So I gave him the whole spiel and I gave him the whole kind of rundown. Like this is the problem. Weights don't weigh what they should. And, um, 
he was really gracious, not just to listen to me, but he gave me a lot of advice and, you know, we don't have time on this podcast for me to relay all that advice, but, um, some of the pointers he gave me with the design that I originally had, um, ended up basically being what we did in the end. And some of the things he told me to do from the point that I was at, because at that point I didn't even have a true prototype. I just had things that I had sketched on paper, the shape that I had sketched. Um, and I would lay that on plates and show him what I meant. Um, so I was just dealing with a bunch of cut up paper and, um, showing him, you know, different weights and things and how inaccurate they were. And so then from there, um, you know, he, he was gracious about it, but it, it was pretty obvious. He didn't want to like pursue <laughs> that as a collaboration and, and was saying as much like by the end of our conversation, he was saying like, so, you know, you should go get a prototype and a Shopify account and you can sell these things. <laughs> and I was like, well, no, Mike, I, I, I'm busy. I want you to sell them. Like, I, I don't want to sell these things. And, um, so then fast forward over the next year, I mean, Mike and I just, even prior to that, I felt comfortable with him and we kind of got to know each other a little bit, I think, cause we realized we were both in Pennsylvania and I was using his product quite often and kind of from a different angle than some other people were using it since I was using it to kind of balance out my vintage weights. And, um, so we, we talk about all kinds of stuff and other products and things. And every once in a while he'd ask me, so, Hey, did you get like a prototype for the, for the calibration idea you had? And I said, no, I didn't get around to it. I'm working on this thing and doing that thing, you know, podcast, whatever. And then eventually, um, yeah, I don't know if I just wore him down or if he came around to it. I don't, I don't know what happened, but about a year after that initial pitch, so maybe last spring, yeah, it was about last spring, um, he came back to me and said, you know, I, if, you, if you're still interested, I think I might want to partner with you on this. Can we chat? And that's where we started really working on it. And um, it took, you know, a lot of, I think, three different iterations to get the shape right and uh some trial and error so yeah sweet it was um i mean it's this is day two <laughs> of them being on sale uh the date of this being recorded so really my only experience so far is bringing them to market but that in itself has been um really educational for me like if i, I don't get me wrong i'm hoping these things sell and i hope i think it's going to be a slow burn personally um i don't think it's i'm buying a yacht tomorrow or anything but um <laughs> you know i think there is a, a purpose and a need to them i think they solve a problem that exists and from different angles too and different needs that can be solved with them like saving money or um you know lifting in a safe manner um improving upon your lifts so it's been really rewarding um, just going through the process. I learned a ton. It, it, since I'm usually interviewing like the on Home Gym History, the company owners or the product developers, it's given me, I mean, it's not like I'm Chris Duffin over here, but it's given me kind of like a, just a hint, like a little, a little glimpse into their side of things. 
since I've now experienced like going through the development process and talking through the financials and talking through sourcing and, you know, where are we getting this from? Okay. This magnet just shattered on me. What, <laughs> where do we get better magnets? How do we do this? You know, what kind of machines are needed to do this? Like, does Mike have this machine on hand? Does it make sense to his business? You know, all kinds of stuff that I, when I was sitting there with a bunch of cut up pieces of paper, I definitely hadn't thought about so it was cool. Yeah, it's awesome. I love it when these uh, these collabs happen between like just someone out there like using equipment to a new product. Super cool. Yeah, super cool. All right, well, uh, good luck, Rob. Uh, <laughs> yes. Get your vintage gains. Yeah, get your vintage gains. That's right. Throw that that into the uh, the bio link. Anything else before we move on, Rob? No, I mean, yeah. Obviously, if uh, listeners follow me uh, on Instagram or YouTube, you'll see me using them, and it's a pretty simple process to just weigh your weights and slap them on there. It's like a cool science experiment. Um, I guess the last thing I'd add is that you know most people are probably just permanently going to leave them on there, but. if for any reason you wanted to take them off, you know, the magnets are strong and it's tough to take them off, but you can take them off. So, you know, it's kind of a, a good product you can keep for however long you have a gym and we'll be at home. Gym con Mike is coming micro gains and there'll be some vintage gains out at his booth. So, you know, you can try them out. Heck yeah. Thanks Rob. Let's go on to those survey results. I'm going to, I'm going to fly through these. Um, so we basically asked a number of questions um, about your home gym working out experience versus if you went to a public gym. Uh, so just keep in mind that the people answering these questions are most likely people that love their home gyms. So like the results not like aren't crazy, but they're kind of crazy actually. So let me <laughs> let me let me go through these. So. prefer working out at home versus public gym. That's a lot. Um, 77% say that they work out more often since they own a home gym. 74% wear more comfortable clothes in the home gym versus a public gym. 74% say they have enough equipment to do everything, to do complete workouts in their home gyms. 66% 66% say they make more noises at home um, versus like at a public gym and actually guttural noises. That, that was the inspiration behind this survey. I was like, just making a lot of like loud noises. Like I would never do that in a public gym. So that 66% are with me on that. Um, 60% said they work out smarter in their home gym without the like pressure to like be pushing heavy weight in front of others. Um, 60% or 59% actually say that they have better equipment at their home gym than the public gym that they would go to. That also says a lot about who is answering these survey questions. Um, 50, Eight percent say that they work out harder in their home gym um, than if they went to a public gym. Fifty-seven work out longer in their home gym than if they went to a public gym. Forty-two percent 
um, shy away from doing specific lifts versus if they were in a public gym. And then only 24% are less motivated at home gym versus a public gym. So a lot of the big thing that I hear is like, ah, oh, I've never been motivated to work out at home. So I just go to a public gym, but most three quarters of the people are motivated, um, as motivated at home as they are with the public gym. So kind of cool data right there. Any, uh, feedback there or move on? Yeah. Um, a couple of things made me think, and one of them is the better equipment question. So like I have seen some amazing home gyms, obviously like being associated with this page and just being on the internet in general, you like, you see some people with some sweet home gyms. Um, but I, I think that really goes into the details because you may not have like a lot of equipment, but I know that like when I actually started getting to my home gym a little bit more, you guys remember like when you first started, you understand there's a difference between your personal barbell and like commercial gym barbells. And so I think like the finer details and just like a specific piece of equipment can really make you say like, oh yeah, I have better equipment because I can't go to a lot of like commercial gyms and be like happy with the barbell choices they have. And so like just having a better barbell would make me say like I have better equipment at my home gym, even though I may not have all the machines and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, middle. I mean, when I was thinking about that, I was thinking like, yeah, I think, I think about the barbells I used and the plates I used at commercial gyms. They sucked. Um, yeah. they just have more, they just had more strength machines, which are, which are, which are awesome. But like, yeah. So it's like some of it's better than the commercial gym and some may not, you know, the two middle questions I thought were really interesting. The noises, because I never really thought of that. I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Like, I, I, I don't really worry about any noises I'm making here in my home gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm I mean, serious. hey. And the <laughs> the one right after that too, I thought was really an interesting one about smarter. Like, you wouldn't think like a someone out of high school. You wouldn't think like a grown person man or woman would really care when they walked into a commercial gym, but I bet you a majority do. Um, what others, perfect strangers think of them. I bet you there's a lot that do that are not working out in a, in a smart way or have a bad influence of things uh, yeah. just because of being in public working out. So yeah, I thought that was an interesting question too. Yeah. Cool. Very similar answers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was pretty cool data, I thought. Yeah. I think the only thing missing on there is, um, do you have one about attire? Because I bet you there's a huge difference between gym attire and the home yeah, gym yeah, versus yeah. public. So I, is I that said, it? Uh, number okay. three is 74% uh, wear more comfortable clothes there you go. home gym versus public gym. Okay. I would have phrased it like... <laughs> You just look ridiculous in your home gym versus a public gym because <laughs> there i mean there are times that like i just roll down in here with whatever on like i don't care oh, yeah. uh versus i would never wear <laughs> <laughs> like my whatever cut off t-shirt from college to the commercial gym oh yeah perks of the home gym all right and then one more just again Who's answering these questions? 76% say they are never going to public gyms. 
um, 8% one time a week, 8% um, two to three times a week, and then also I think 8%, 7 8% again for more than three times a week. So, yeah. All right, next up. All right, next up, we're going to jump into our Sunday conversation. So if you're following us on Instagram, you saw this. Hopefully, you commented as well. It is, what is your first major purchase for your home gym after a barbell, bench, rack, plates, and dumbbells? Basically, after the essentials, what are you getting? And so Jake and I are going to chime in here um, with a list that includes um, some tiered prices. So with budgets in mind, so a, a smaller budget all the way up to our, our dream choice. And yeah, Jake, is that right? That's right. And then Adam, before you go, let me just, so I didn't even like compile the results because it was so varied. Um, there were so many different possible answers. Um, the most popular answer was actually probably flooring, um, which I would agree with. Like I would agree with that. I would actually say do that before you get some of the other stuff mentioned here. But, um, but yeah, very spread out answers. So Adam, I can't wait to see what you chose. <laughs> can't wait. And I told Jake too, um, when I was driving, I thought of more ideas. And so I jumped on and I purposely didn't open up his slide because I didn't want his answers to influence mine, but I maybe noticed some thumbnails on his, you might see some similarities. These are my choices though. So under $200, even though I have all that budget room, I'm choosing rings, which cost about $40. I don't care where you get them from. Rings are awesome. Uh, not to mention if you have kids, it's their favorite toy in the gym. But as long as it's my favorite thing to warm up with, uh, ring push-ups are deadly. Uh, ring rows are awesome. Uh, face pulls, anything you want. Um, rings are great and they cost near nothing. So get yourself a pair of rings if you don't have them yet. Um, under $500, what are you going with? I want a cable system under $500. I put the, uh, surplus strength UPS system. It's a nice cable system. You can, uh, put over the top of your rack and you can do some accessory work with cables. I think cables are like really your next choice. You're going to see in my neck, like the rest of my list, it's all cables. Okay. So, um, after you get those, um, your first five, you should get yourself some cable systems. With a budget of under $1,000, I have the rep. If you have a rep rack, you're going to go with the lat low row. Um, you don't have a rep rack or you want something different, I have these next two are pretty much the same thing. One's the dialed-in motion trolley system, which just came out. Looks cool. I don't have, no, I don't have any experience with it, but um, it looks like a really cool option. Puts a functional trainer on one side of your power rack. And then the other one is a single-sided Athena uh, from Rep. And uh, one single-side Selectorize is just under $1,000. You can go plate loaded as well to save some money. But that also puts a functional trainer on one side of your rack. Okay, You have to have the the power rack to do that, which, you know, according to the uh, question, you already do. Okay. And then we have the dream item, no budgets. Uh, I picked three. Um, and it's very important that it has some type of lat pull with it. So not just any functional tower or functional trainer, it's got to have that, uh, hanging over the top, coming straight down, um, lat tower with it. So dream items, I picked the Adonis from rep, which has not come out yet, but it has the lat pull down the seat that connects to it. 
and then also a uh, two to one, I believe, ratio coming out with a um, functional tower uh, attached with that. Looks super cool. Uh, can't wait to see the price tag when it comes out. Um, that'll be the kicker. Uh, pretty much the same thing, but from a different company. Uh, the second thing I listed there is a prime single stack. So the Adonis and the prime single stack seem to be very similar. Uh, both do the kind of similar things. And I put, or the rogue lat low row. Um, I have a selectorized lat pole in my gym and it's, yeah, probably my favorite piece. Yeah, probably my favorite piece. So all cables after rings, Jake. Uh, fair. All right, let me go. All right, so for my budget under 200 item, I picked, I picked Strongman Sandbags. Um, so I, I, when I uh, was building out my home gym and I didn't have quite as much equipment, I used the Strongman Sandbags quite a bit. And you could probably get two of them for under $200. So I'll go with that. And then, and I was, I was a lot more concise with my answers. So um, under $500, I chose the plate loaded lat tower slash low row from rep. So something I used to own as well. Very, if you have a rep rack, that, that piece is very tough to beat for the price. Very solid addition if you need a lat slash low row. Um, if I had, I'm, I'm thinking I'm in this scenario, I purchased a rep rack. However, if I had a rogue rack um, or like a surplus strength rack, I would get the UPS um, for that, for that, for those sorts of racks. Um, I still don't know why like rogue doesn't sell the UPS because it's a better <laughs> option. Like rogue needs to just sell the UPS. They just need to put it in their stores. What you're saying? They need to figure out a deal with surplus strength and just sell the UPS because I was looking and I was looking at that rogue did a video um, with oh, crap. It's a, this insane rogue setup. They did like a, it's a gym we've shared on Instagram. It's like home gym and Brook or something like that. Hmm. Um, and they did a YouTube video just like they did with uh, the Jose. And um, it's like all rogue. All, the entire gym is like rogue and it's a nice ass garage and the pulley system is a UPS. <laughs> he didn't go with the slinger. No, it's crazy. He doesn't want to go in between his rack. What, it's this what the heck, man? Rogue gym. You'll have to check it out. Um, I mean, they're so, just, they're not giving up on the slinger. <laughs> it looks cool. It, but know. where it's set up just looks awful. Yeah. So, see, so yeah, I'm going with the that from Rapper, the UPS Slinger as well. And then oh, under $1,000, <laughs> I barely went with the Transformer Bar over the Rogue Echo Bike. Hmm. Um, Transformer Bar is my favorite specialty bar. So many different things you can do for lower body. Um, I'd rather have that over something like a belt squat um, for leg day variation. And then dream item, I would have chosen the Adonis, but it wasn't out. It's not out. That looks like a dream item. Mm -hmm. That thing yeah. looks awesome. Um, but I would, I'll go with the wall-mounted Athena, um, specifically because it's a nice um, 
it's a nice like um, functional trainer, but you can also add attachments. Like I think you could maybe add like the bulletproof isolator to that. You could add um, dip attachments. So a number of different things to make, you know, how I love having a clean rack. And then I also love having a rack that's just like not for, not for bench squat and deadlift. Um, but you can just load up with attachments. So I think that'd be like a nice cheating way to, to get that going as well. So those are my choices. Um, if you're uh, listening, I would love, we'd love for you to put your, what you would add after you get the basics in the comments. Um, so we need to do a better job of that, Adam. We never ask people to, we never do. <laughs> to participate. Yeah. And I yeah. wish I would have done that at the beginning of this portion. Got to hit the algorithm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Drop a comment. Hey, you, uh, you cheated slightly, Jake. Can I, can uh -oh. I tell you where you cheated? Um, I did it on our Christmas list item. You cheated on one item because I had to move mine because I had it where you have it. So that's the only thing we, we duplicated. I had to move it down. What did I cheat on? For $569, a oh, rep plate loaded. Is it, is it uh, it's, it's right there. He's trying Remember, to sneak like, it in there. Way back when you got it, I think it might have been like under 400. I mm. think I got it for like 379. I think you did. I remember that price tag. Oh, so so building this list, I was like, I just want to double check some things, check the UPS. <laughs> okay, that fits. I checked that one. I was like, oh man, doesn't work. So I had to oh, so. Shoot. oh well, around five hundred. Then I'll change my answer to the UPS. Deal. Boom. But then we have the same answer. That's all right. <laughs> Just in one. I thought we would add a lot more. I, I saw your rep thing. I was like, oh, no, he picked the Athena, too, because that's what it looked like in the thumbnail. But Or the... Um... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you put Athena. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was just random picks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, all right. Rob, do you have any, uh, any thoughts? What's Rob's dream <laughs> item? Oh, man. Uh, well, jeez. That's tough. Uh, if I set aside vintage stuff, if I'm just talking dream item, like newer upgrade. Say nine pound round heads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nine pound buns. buns. Um, uh. So actually, no, I, I know what it is right now from my gym personally is also the thing that I think might be missing off both of your lists. And that's upgraded storage or storage at all. Um, I know it's not as exciting as some of the stuff on here because... You know, you, you got the basics, so it's not as exciting as getting a cool, whatever, transformer bar. But one of the things when I built a home gym that I remember was when I finally got kind of the basics, I looked at like this really janky, like wonky looking like dumbbell rack that I had that was like so flimsy that I had actually bent like the one post because I over tightened the bolt and I mean, it was like probably whatever, two gauge steel. It was nothing. And I uh, thought, wow, like I, this is really crappy. I, I need to get something better. And I sort of have on the used market upgraded a little bit. But what I really want is like a nice uh, storage setup. Like Bridge Built has done some really cool mm. storage stuff. So that's my dream right now. I would love to get like a custom Bridge Built. Uh, whole wall so that all my dumbbells accessories everything could just be like so nice looking 
Storage is one I have trouble spending money for. Exactly. Because you can DIY it. But man, when you see home gyms who have legit storage systems, yeah, it totally transforms the space. Bridge built did this uh, one gym that still just stands out to me. Uh, what's his name on it? Steve Fowl. Steve Fowl. Yep. And the way his dumbbells <laughs> are vertical, they have them hanging vertical. It's just so different and cool looking. And yeah. So yeah, I want Patrick and Bridgeville to, uh, to build my dream storage. I just need to stumble into a whole bunch of money first. <laughs> so we'll get there one step at a time. One step at a time. Cool. Storage. Good answer. All right. And then finally, so Rob also, hosts, Rob also hosts the uh, Home Gym History podcast. Um, for anyone who hasn't checked it out, um, deep dive into strength history. His, the top five episodes um, that you may want to check out if you're just like, oh, what, what do I check out first? Uh, so Matt Wenning, Ed Cohn, Bert Soren. C.T. Fletcher. Yeah, yeah. Rob interviewed all four of those guys. Isn't that crazy? And That's then awesome. lastly, uh, the history of the Power Rack is also up there. Um, but um, before we go, Rob, you know, these are all like huge names, but you also have some that most people probably haven't heard of. Do you have any uh, under the radar episodes that have some good info that people should also check out? Uh, yeah. So... I thought about this. Um, listeners may have heard of him, and he was recently on here, Kurt from the Kurt Locker. Kurt was my first guest. So Adam and Jake and I did the first handful of lessons, like, I don't know, first 10 episodes um, together. And then Kurt was my first guest, and we did a two-part history of Strongman. And I got to say, I think it's a really good two-part episode um that uh, people may be surprised if they give it a listen that kurt is really knowledgeable and i feel like uh, within about 10 minutes he and i kind of we just kind of jived and over those two episodes we did a fairly comprehensive rundown of the history of strongman so whether you're really into strongman or not, I think there's some cool stories in there too that Kurt and I both just kind of hit on that you might find entertaining. So yeah, that would be my uh, deep cut early episode uh, that I go to would be those two with Kurt Locker, History of Strongman. I would say that Craig Monson one. I thought you were going to say the oh, Craig yeah, Monson. Yeah. <laughs> two. Oh man, yeah. Craig Monson is... Uh, Josh Bryant called him he said that he's kind of like a purple unicorn. Like he's like this, this legend that like maybe some people kind of hear of, like, was he real? Was he not? So yeah, that's a really good one that, um, most listeners may not have heard of him, but the second you hear him start telling stories, I mean, the guy he's lived quite a life. So yeah. Bodybuilding, uh, went to jail, uh, he uh, was on Muscle Beach with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, he was a he was the founder of the Avenue, the gang that eventually became the street gang that eventually became the Crips. Um, I mean, this guy lived and is still living quite a life. I mean, he 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 came from the gym from training. 
uh, to get on the podcast with me. He was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll be there. I had to skip my last set, so, you know, here I am. <laughs> How old is he right now? <laughs> He's in his 70s. Oh, and good for him. Yeah. he. Oh, and also, by the way, his training partner's 22. <laughs> the, I, his training partner's like in his young 20s. He's like trying – He's training with this guy. So, yeah, he's he's amazing. <laughs> Craig Monson, check him out. Cool. All right. Well. That's going to do it for us. Did you like tonight's episode? Well, then be sure to keep your eye out for new episode releases wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay involved on our social media sites by following Garage Gym Experiment and taking part in our Sunday surveys on Instagram so that you can be part of these conversations. Like, follow, subscribe to the channel on YouTube and get involved on our website for all your home gym content needs. We want to see you in April at Home Gym Con. We have over 60 vendors, some of the biggest names in gym equipment that you have even heard of. Uh, check that out at Home Gym Con on Instagram. Website's getting updated. It's going to be sweet. So go to homegymcon.com, get your tickets. Price increase coming at the end of the month. So don't wait. Get your tickets now. We want to see you there. Jake. Anything left for the listeners? Nope. All right, guys. <laughs> Appreciate you guys joining in. We'll check you next time. All right, see you.